1: I'm really good, despite the times. My spirits are, you know, they're up. I've been busy. I've had some great wine. <laughs> I've had some amazing walks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, good. That's You know, awesome. so yeah. So I'm doing good. I'm. Oh my god! Yesterday I walked eight miles. <laughs> so I'm getting some exercise.
0: That's yeah. a long. That's a long walk. Yeah. <laughs> Did you go on an urban hike
1: then? <laughs> yes i did oh my god twice so no it's it's nice. it's good it's nice. yeah w- once with iggy pup in his stroller and once with him you know running as fast as he can with his little legs so it
0: was fun yeah i wonder if after we're all you know back into like you know "Quote unquote regular living." If our newfound daily walks will remain uh, an important part of our routine, you know, right? Um, it's a good question.
1: It, I hope know. so. Yeah, I've loved yeah. it, but for me, it's been a big part of my sanity. Like just having you know my own personal time. Yeah, um, it's been I think pretty instrumental in me staying positive and happy in this moment. So, so it's
0: interesting that you need personal time on top of the fact that we are all on like solo time and quarantine time. But you I mean,
1: well, I mean, I don't have personal time because I'm, you know, I I have a partner at home and and um, you know, and I I do have an office, so I like I I don't have alone time. And and yes, though I am naturally gregarious and love social activity, like I still need time to just connect with me, you know. So yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So tell me about you. How have you been? So, uh, you know, staying busy around the house, trying to,
0: um, you know, keep track of the projects for the podcast, you know, working on the – Minutia, if you will, um, the administrative mm-hmm. things I have to do. I'm enjoying it though, because I'm you know getting to revisit other episodes and being reminded of the great <laughs> wines that we've had
1: over, oh my over, gosh, the,
0: yeah. over the last uh, eighteen months, you know, and uh, making notes like, oh, I need to, I need to add this to my list, and uh, yeah, just kind of spending time here at home and going to my office once a week and checking my mail. Yeah. So yeah, it's, but it's it's harder. It's definitely, you know, I can't say that I'm a, a, a bundle of positivity and joy. Um, and uh, I was having that conversation with William yesterday about it. And um, he said, well, your mom. Your son, yeah. Yeah, our listeners who are not familiar, William is my son. Um, he was like, he said, mom, you know, you're always so busy. You have Your life has been so scheduled with uh, – with things that you love to do and people you love to be around. And now you're not getting to do those things. So, right. you know, it's, um, it's a little harder uh, to, to do it through, you know, Zoom or FaceTime calls and stuff like that, you know, to really miss that, uh, that energy and interaction. So um, yeah. So it's just harder uh, yeah. trying to, trying to look forward to something every day so that you have a reason to get out of bed yeah. You know, um, besides, you know, your job. I mean, you know, I work from home, so I could just cross the hall. So uh, something other than yeah. just that.
1: I think it's tricky, and this might be a good time to to bring in our guest today. Our producer, Denise, is joining us in conversation, you know, I think right now the, the work-life balance has been extremely disrupted, you know, especially for those of uh, those who are working at home, it's like, oh, well, might as well just keep plugging away on this project or, you know, um, in that, that gray area of, okay, I'm done for the day. You know, it's like the work's always around you now. So that it feels to me like that, that balance is just, it doesn't exist anymore. I don't know. How are you feeling about that, Denise?
2: Uh, I'm definitely feeling that. But, you know, I mean, it's funny. I'm kind of always that way anyway. Like, I just kind of am always working. And so, you know, I hit this point where that wasn't the case. And I had incorporated some work-life balance. (laughs) But now I'm learning and realizing that like I am more in that space of like back where I used to be where I'm sort of dragging things out because I know I can, you know, mm-hmm. like instead of like I've got eight hours, and I'm going to dedicate eight hours to working today. I'll just like continue to sit on my couch and work for 12 hours because right. what else am I going to do?
1: <laughs> <laughs> You're going to drink, do yoga, pet your cat, you know?
2: <laughs> Right, right, exactly. Right. Exactly. But no, I mean, I didn't leave my apartment for five days Last week. I mean, honestly, like I didn't even walk outside my apartment for five days. And by the end of the week, I realized that that was the case. (laughs) And I'm like,
0: oh, hmm, it took me five days to realize that I hadn't left my little box. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So I know William and I have been taking advantage of uh, the good weather the last couple of days here in St. Louis. It's been absolutely beautiful. And trying to prepare for the upcoming rain, the next you know mm. several days of rain, and working outside in the backyard and the front yard, and kind of taking care of those spring you know maintenance jobs that you're supposed to do. That sure. Probably in the last couple of years, I've sort of just overlooked it because I've just been busy. Yeah. So it was kind of restorative to be out there, you know, hands in the dirt and you know trimming, and prun- pruning, and stuff like that. But. Um, you know, it's just uh, it's just different. It's just a really different time, mm-hmm. and um, definitely feeling uh, you know the the melancholy more than than I would. You know, I don't know. Is there a moon that's you know is there something different with the the planets that is affecting it as well? You know, who knows? But. Um, yeah. You know, that's, uh, this is kind of where we are. So hopefully by, you know, the listeners aren't going to be all like sad and depressed now or whatever listening. Well,
1: I would love to know (laughs) what our listeners are doing to keep themselves lifted at this time, you know? So if they want to share with us via email or social media, you know, some, some tips that they're embracing right now, I, you know, let's, let's share, let's share what's working. You know, what is working is, um, Wine. Wine works. Wine does work, you know. Yeah. Um, although I am drinking less because
0: I'm not going out with you every Saturday <laughs> I and, know. And, and Tuesday and, oh my and Sundays.
1: God, my, my tolerance is way less than it used to be. <laughs> um, you know, I've I've had a couple of occasions where I've overdone it. Wink, wink. Right. But uh, but I, you know, my tolerance is definitely not what it was. So I suppose that's. Not all that bad. But uh, what is so so what are you drinking for our conversation? Let's let's talk about our wines that we're enjoying.
0: So I grabbed a rose today. Um, it's a nice, beautiful warm day in St. Louis, and so the rose that I grabbed is uh Les Caprice d'Anaise. Um, so Bordeaux <laughs> Bordeaux, I said that last time. Bordeaux rose, um 50-50 Cabin Merlot. It's like a really nice color. It's not very pink. It's more of a, it's like hmm. a, a light It's kind of like salmon. a cotton candy um, pink. Uh, yeah, possibly maybe a little more orange. It could just be the way the, the light is hitting it here in my room uh, in Studio C. Uh, it's dry. It's crisp. It's very, very easy to drink. I mean, I could probably pound this whole thing and really pay for it tomorrow, but like not even be aware because it just goes down so easy. And it is um, – so 2017, and according to the internet, the price point for this is about $14. So, hey, okay, I am, I am definitely staying in our target price range
1: from well, my I, seller. <laughs> that's great. I am as well. In fact, I started kind of going through my cellar the other day because I'm like, I hey, think there's some wines in here that it's just time to pull them out, you know. So, I pulled out this 2010 Bordeaux Superior. It's like, you yeah, know, it's time. Um, Chateau Lacroix. De Roche and this is from the Gironde region of Bordeaux. Um I, you know, uh, I'm very happy with this selection. I do believe that this is also when I purchased it was below that fifteen dollar price point. I think it was in that even like fourteen dollars. So I'm not exactly sure where it sits today, but you'll see it's like, oh my god, it's like inky dark, you know. And it it has the taste profile to support that i'm getting you know on the nose i get lots of that kind of dark funky um you know dark fruit some earth and even some like licorice and all of that comes through on the palate with this real real density it's this is something that would hold up to some pretty rich food i think it's delicious Mm -hmm. it's one of those wines that will give you bluetooth you know, you're, oh. you turn your teeth purple. <laughs> why? Do, why do they do that? Just it. Just the saturation know? of color. You know. Huh. Yeah. Huh. So um, I thought it.
0: I thought it was due to the volume of the wine that I was drinking. <laughs>
1: <laughs> maybe I. Maybe that's
0: what it was. More for me. Like you just saturated your body with it, Michelle. Yeah. So, you know. You uh, absorb. Do you ever it. get
1: the wine mustache? Like you know.
0: I've done that. I've I, have, I have, I have. You know, I will, I will admit that I have had it. Not recently, though, because I, you know, I work hard at not.
1: Um, Wouldn't it be great not- if they discovered that like it prevented wrinkles
0: around <laughs> your I lips?
1: I think a component in wine
2: does do that.
0: The resver- resveratrol, resveratrol or whatever, yeah, resveratrol, yeah. yeah, nice. Or so they say, right. You know, I mean, they'll get us by anything um, that they say it'll take away wrinkles and stuff. Um, I would like our listeners, if you hear like a cat that's sort of like, you know, commenting as well. That is Denise's darling cat who is um, making himself known. He's
2: actually just trying to escape right now. He's at he's calling at the front door. He's calling at the front door.
0: 'Cause he's not been out of the out of the apartment either for five days. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and she hasn't been, so he's like, Get me out of here. Yes. So he isn't a member of the clitorati, he's a member of the Catarati. Ooh, yes. <laughs> <Yeah>.
2: <laughs> super happy to be a part of the show today.
1: oh
0: yeah i bet i bet so so when he's client to get out the front door is that i mean do you take him for walks around the little you know in your hallway out there or you just has he always been an indoor cat Oh, he's always been an indoor cat this is actually
2: um he does a great job
0: of training
2: me so whenever he does that he knows i get irritated and i'm gonna get up off the couch and go chase him and then he typically runs somewhere else in the apartment and you know Whatever. It's like jumps on the bed so I can pet him or, you know, it's a game. Yeah. It's
0: a, it's a very annoying game Uh, of scratching. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
0: Wow. Okay. And how old was he when he first started doing that? I don't know. Do you recall? Uh, (laughs) It's been the whole
2: time. And uh, no, because, you know, I mean, around, along the way, I guess probably I guess he started in New York. Well, maybe not. I don't know. I was in a house in Phoenix and that's when I got him. And so there was more space to run around. And I don't feel like he did it there. I remember him doing it in New York, though. So at okay. least hmm, five, you know. six years, you know? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean,
2: yeah. Far too long.
1: It is interesting how this is a this quarantine time is affecting our pets. Um, you know, Iggy pup um, has always come with me everywhere, and so now when I do venture out, I, I don't take him because I just I don't. I'm nervous about exposing his fur and all that other stuff to whatever's out there, and so he is a little stir crazy. And um, and then you know, I also you know, me, I just, our schedules are so completely different that, you know, it's, it's, it's upsetting. So like the other day, um, I took them out after a meeting, um, and took them to this, this hotel. Um, so I had this big meeting last week and, um, it was choreographed at the On Arts Hotel, which is where, you know, we've done some events and whatnot and it's a pet friendly place. So, you know, I had my own, sweet and everything so I I took him with and I was like hey Iggy pup do you want to come with and oh my god he was beyond excited like oh my god we get an adventure oh my god and um you know he just he's been a different dog for the next last couple of days because he had an adventure with me and it was just our time together you know so they're missing the lives that we used to have also I would
0: I would think so. Um, I mean, I think our dogs are, are like, when are you guys going to leave? You're here all the yeah. time. You know? <laughs> and I'm like, when are you going to quit barking at the people that are walking? You know? <laughs> because there are more people walking these days in my neighborhood than Ever. normally during yeah. the during the daytime when, when the dogs are here by themselves. So they're um, barking quite a bit. Quite yeah. a bit. running. And then I was... <laughs> Joking with a friend of mine because she called and she's like, "What are you doing?" I go the same thing I do every day. I let them in the house and let them out of the house. I <laughs> let the, in the house, I let them out of the house. You know, they are definitely driving the the routine. You know, they're like, "Get up! I have to go outside. Feed me." Now, you know, get up off the computer because I need to go back outside. And you're just like, that's, they drive it, the dogs. And yeah. our cat Salem, he's just like, whatever. I found a window. I'm going to look at, I'm going to lay out there and, and check things out um, on my window. Do you want to trade cats? <laughs> <laughs> no. And I don't think your cat would want to be living
1: here either with,
2: the, two dogs. Out with the dogs. It'd be great. You know,
0: you could help them like stage
2: the coup, scratching at the door to get out. <laughs>
1: Don't you love how a lot of these humane societies around the country are adopting out all of their animals right now? It's like this time is people have, have seen the value in expanding their families to include a pet, you know. And so I love that's definitely something to me that's a positive that I'm seeing out of this
0: yeah I mean this has been you know people have had to sort of rethink how to celebrate things you know I've had both of my kids uh oh, my two oldest children have had their birthdays so far in the month of April, one turned twenty one and he didn't get to celebrate like if how you were when you turned twenty one um, and then some of his friends have turned also turned twenty one, and the parents have had to had to kind of change, you know, how they would celebrate it. Um, some of them have been pretty, um, I think, um, inventive, where they had people send videos. Or you could text, or you could drive by, and they had their son sitting outside with like a a poster board. Like one honk would be one shot, two honks would oh. be like you know, and the three honks would be take some water, you know. So, <laughs> and so people were sending texts to like three honks and stuff like that, so you Cute. know, to make him feel special. Um, and uh, it's just you know things that you just. I mean, last year at this time, I was planning to go to uh, Saint Genevieve, right. And like yes. this year, you know, it's like less than two weeks away, and it's just going to be like, well, I guess I'll work in the yard. Yeah. <laughs> I guess I'll, I'll sit on my front porch. Well, maybe know?
1: we'll have to have a birthday party on the show for you. Well,
0: yeah, I mean, it's still, it's still not the same, you know. I know it's not. I it's know. not the same, you know. People are people do happy hours on Zoom and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I just, I just wonder, you know, what is how. Well, I know everybody, there's people that have had it worse, you know, I mean, I think about Anne Frank and she and her family had to stay in that attic, you know, for like two years and it's tiny. Have you guys been to the Anne Frank house? I
1: haven't.
0: Yeah. So in 1990, when I stayed, when I was studying abroad, we visited the Anne Frank house and um, in Amsterdam and it is so small. I'm five, six and I had to crouch down. You know, like hunch myself as we were walking through the the couple rooms,
1: and so, there were several families living out in that. Of, right, a lot,
0: a lot of people. Um, I know her family was. I don't know if it was two. I don't recall that. I'm sure if any of our listeners want to, you know, yeah. let us know, remind us. But, um, I mean, so the you watch the movie and you think it's a much bigger space than the mm-hmm. actual space, and so you know, I know that. You know, I have a lot of space here in my own home and, you know, I can separate myself from my son and, and be, you know, I have, I have space to move. So, you know, I, I, I reflect on, on people like Anne Frank or the wives and sisters and, and mothers who are left behind in World War Two and they're um, in World War One, you know, and, or any of the wars, right? Mm-hmm. The Korean War and, um. I'm rambling a lot like Trump does right now. So <laughs> I must, I have, I've been watching too much of that as well. So oh my God. I'm getting my, I'm getting my or oratory tips from uh, oh my the guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Have a
1: drink
0: though. Let you guys talk for a little bit.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I think it's, you know, I have to definitely take my news in small doses. I, I, I was pretty astounded the other day when in St. Louis, they said, they they used the word indefinite when it came to our stay-at-home order. And, you know, we will reevaluate in 30 days. But just that, that statement of indefinite, you know, politicians do not, unless you're Trump, do not use their words without thought, you know? And so the fact that they tossed that out there to me was you know, not setting an expectation of hope. And so, you know, that that is something that's really struck me.
2: I feel like it was more of a, um, you know, I mean, what coming from somebody who's written, you know, news stories for a couple of decades, you know, it's hard to, I mean, I guess they could have said it differently, but, you know, like indefinite is, like, they just didn't have an ending. So how do you say, it? I guess you could just say it's extended, but then somebody's going to ask, well, for how long? We don't know. I don't know. You know, I mean, I agree. It's definitely did not give a lot of hope for a lot of people. I think, you know, the county did say, you know, they would reevaluate on the 15th. And now the city has also said that. But I don't think the city did initially, if I remember correctly. So, yeah, it definitely, I think, is you know, in a time when everybody's concerned and there's the future is unknown, it maybe they could have handled it a little bit differently, for sure.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, it's. Um, I, I think it is important to find ways to instill hope. You know, and I, I do think that that's part of a politician's job. You know, I mean, I I understand that it's important to be realistic and set expectations and and be there for your constituents, but if you're giving bad news, please give us a piece of good news. You know, we're working diligently with the government to try and make sure that our medical responders are taken care of. Whatever the message is, give us something to feel good about. And, um, you know, right now, I feel like all we're getting is the information on the tough times.
0: Well, I think, people could probably handle like if we knew that there was a plan like okay we know we're here we don't know how many more months we are but we know that the the steps that everyone's taking the government the local the state the national you know and it was laid out like when when the state of Missouri has you know this few cases or we've gone beyond our peak uh, and we've tested this many people, you know, so there's a sense of um, uh, safety because like right now, if they were like to say, oh, whatever, whatever, you know, just go back to what you're doing. I don't think people are just going to go back to what they're doing because they, there's no, there's nothing to tell you that you're going to be okay Right.
2: Right. I think that's part of the indefinite moment. You know, I mean, I did hear them say that, you know, our peak is supposed to hit, I think it was the 25th or 26th. And I've, you know, I mean, I do work for the city station here in town. And so I write some updates for them. And, you know, the information that we're seeing there is that the peak will be this week. So I think that was the reason for okay. also extending, you know, and I think that's been out there. I mean, I, you know, I do probably read more than the average person in that regard, because I'm trying to stay up on it so that I can, you know, write accurate updates and that kind of thing. Um but I, that's, you know, with, I what was it originally through? It was through the 25th or 26th, wasn't it? Or 22nd. 22nd. Okay. So that's probably April, why yeah. they knew the peak yeah. was going to happen after that. And then that's why they extended. Yeah. But yeah, they shouldn't just assume that everyone is, you know, being as diligent as, yeah, to watch every update, you know? I mean, it's not, some of us need a break.
1: <laughs> Have you noticed, I don't know about you, but for me, um, I have to really remind myself because we've been in this groove for over a month now. I have to remind my, like I've almost gotten a sense of comfort in this new normal where I'm like, no, I still have to wash my hands 25 times a day. Like I remember to wash my hands if I've touched a door, if I've been out and, you know, if I've touched something, I'm not familiar with where it came from, but I'm finding just when I'm at home, I might be more casual with, oh, you know, <laughs> rub my nose or whatever. And, you know, w- whereas the first few weeks, I was extremely diligent about that. So I'm finding because I've got this this temporary new normal that I'm becoming more relaxed. And I think that that is the wrong idea. Like I still have to remind myself to not get comfortable in that. Yeah, I don't, I don't think know. I'll stop How are touching you feeling? my
0: face this whole episode. <laughs> I think I've had, I've had a hand on my cheek or on my chin, you know, the whole yeah. time, you know, but I'm also, I mean, I, I work really hard to keep my immune system strong as well. right? I, mean, I know of course that you do. I do, I do that side. And I also don't want to be, you know, and even though that can give me a false sense of, um, security because I feel like I could, I could, you know, uh, have a, Better shot because my immune system is is um, healthier than somebody else, but I also don't want to be somebody who carries it either, right? And just passes it on. So, um, so you know, we just we I've washed more dishes in the last month than I did in probably two years. So my hands are very clean that way. But um, I wonder, Emily, if like if you're feeling this way and you're becoming a little bit more relaxed at home, how many other people out there are also? relaxing on their diligence right yeah you know yeah you know what i'm um feeling a lot
2: is (laughs) i think i'm becoming agoraphobic is that the right word where you're afraid to leave your house
1: (laughs) sure oh (laughs) i I understand
2: five days and now when i go out i'm just sort of like
1: okay i'm scared yeah you know know, i'm like
2: holding my breath at the grocery store or walking down the street and you know i mean it really yeah that's where it kind of does a number on me you know
1: Oh, I I completely understand. So yesterday I went to the grocery store for the first time since all Mm. of this. Um, And I... um, I thought, okay, I'm going to go to this grocery store in Webster Groves, which is which is a neighborhood out like to the west of St. Louis for our non-St. Louis listeners. And this area is still unreported as having zero cases of COVID. So I thought, I'm going to go to that Schnucks, or the grocery store there. So, you know, I'm like, oh, that's a good idea. I'll get a nice little drive in. It'll, you know, have my sunroof open. It'll be really, you know, rejuvenating. And I pull into the Schnucks parking lot and the parking lot is full,
0: Mm. like
1: full. There isn't a parking spot to be had. And I'm like, nope, (laughs) turned right around and went, I sought out, took me a while to find a grocery store that had like practically at no cars in the parking lot. Like So like I'm just flat out afraid to go anywhere where there's too many people, you know,
0: yeah. We had to um uh Schnucks does have a really cool thing that you can check the traffic. They have an, oh. a website where you can see like how it's, it just it describes exactly what their policy is like how many people can be in the store, you know, how many like waiting spots and like sometimes at some of the stores they'll get your name and your your phone number and you go sit back in the car and then you'll get text message when it's your turn.
1: Oh. But they also have
0: they have like a whole you know updated constantly I'm going to call it an Excel spreadsheet for lack of a better word, but it's part of the webpage that'll tell you what, how, like your schnooks, how many spots are you know, being used and how many are available. So you know, if you want to look that way um, to see, it was, it was in there, it came out in a recent email that they sent out. Um, Cause I'm sure you guys are getting emails from every company you've ever done business with in your, in your entire life, right? Yeah.
1: On the Telling COVID your, policies. On the COVID
0: policies. Yeah. So, um, so that's, a, that's a good one not to just ignore (laughs) that's good to
1: know I wish Trader Joe's had some process because that's the grocery store I really miss and I all the stories I hear right now are the big lines outside to get in you know and like You know, people cram next to each other in a line doesn't necessarily solve the problem of distancing.
0: Well, you have to wait six feet apart. I mean, I've I've waited in a line to get into the Home Depot, and you have to wait six feet, and you have to somebody has to leave before they let you go in. Um, And uh, William and I have uh, twice, um, not twice, but this last time we went to Target, and we got there at the right time because we were walking out a line has started to form and they were monitoring the people coming in and out. Mm. I was like, Oh, and we just needed dog food. Um, yeah. so we really, really, really lucked out there. Um, and we wear the masks, you know, we do yeah. wear masks when we're out. Um, you know, which
1: also feels to me really claustrophobic,
0: you know, and, and, you know, if you have a face, uh, if your if your phone uh, unlocks based on your face, oh, I'm yeah. having to put I'm having to put my code in all the time because it doesn't recognize my masked face.
1: <laughs> you know, I just got one of those phones a couple of weeks ago, and you know what's f- uh, been a funny realization is that my phone doesn't recognize my morning face. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Like it's apparently like I'm so much not a morning person that my phone's like, who is this? <laughs> who is this beast?
0: <laughs> so if your phone doesn't recognize you, we may not recognize you <laughs> right. in the morning, right? <laughs> yes. No, but is there is there a time frame where like your phone like prior to 10 a.m. it doesn't recognize you, but then at 10 a.m., boom. Oh, that's
1: Emily. I think it's after I have my coffee. <laughs> And things settle back down. Yeah. It's like, oh, there she is. Okay.
0: (laughs) I don't know. It's just like trying to find little pleasures, you know, little fun things with it. Um, You know, uh, trying to stay positive have something to look forward to. I mean, recording this podcast is something I definitely look forward to.
1: Absolutely. Um, yeah. I know, agree. On the
0: on the weekly basis, I don't think we asked Denise what she was drinking.
1: No. Oh my god, you're right. Oh. See, we're so we're so out of our format no. because we're in
0: Well, normally we give everybody the same thing, right? So now (laughs) it's like, what are you drinking tonight?
2: I am drinking um, a Pinot Grigio. This is from The Wine Merchant. Um, Mm -hmm. Barone Fini, I think. This was from their... Uh, they sent out a promo before Easter, I think, for their it's from their porch pounder selection. <laughs> nice. <laughs> it was a six pack for um you know of selected selected wines for like, I don't know, 45 bucks, you know. So I'm like, oh, you Not
1: know. Bad. Yeah. You know,
2: it's quarantine. I don't think that's a good deal five days. You might want to load up on some porch pound and wine.
1: <laughs> right. I, yeah, right. yeah.
2: I'm a gig employee, so I got to go for the porch pounding right now.
1: <laughs> I, I support that 100%. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, they do a good job curating that. So. Oh, they do. Absolutely. Yeah. It's very good. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Well, good. Well, so I I'm not that, usually um, a Pinot Grigio fan, so I'm glad. So what are some of the tasting notes on this one?
2: Uh, you know what? I'm probably not the best to ask.
1: <laughs> I don't know. You Is know it not- good? Yeah, it's
2: pretty good. Is it good? I'm not a big Pinot go. Grigio fan either, honestly. Um, I bought it more for the ro- the the pack had some rosé and like a ro- like a red that had grenache, grenache and syrah, and I was like, uh, we'll just go with Pinot Grigio because it's in there. Um, so yeah, it's good. It's good. Yeah,
0: yeah. You you could find yourself uh, pounding it on a porch more easily, or just you know staring out my window. <laughs> <laughs> With your cat in your With lap. With my cat in my lap. <laughs> yeah. um, living in the in the apartment building that you live in, Denise, are you guys having to do anything extra special? Are you like letting somebody on an elevator and like b- traveling by itself or like how is that working? You know,
2: interesting you say that. So because I did leave my apartment for the first time in five days, I uh, went down to get my mail and pick up a package. And when I went down Friday or Saturday, there was actually a sign up outside the elevators that said, you know, just please go one at a time. If you can, you know, obviously unless you're living together kind of thing. And I thought that was really nice. Um, prior to that though, this is kind of interesting. I was kind of freaked out. And I'm like, you know, I'm just gonna take the stairs, can't hurt, get a little exercise, right? Um, well, this building is really kind of funky. So I can take the stairs down one floor, and then I have to get off on that floor and walk all the way around the building to get to the next flight of stairs, which is doesn't make I mean I'm glad I found it now and not racing in the middle of like a fire emergency or something but you have to walk around to one of two spots to get from like the next floors all the way down and then eventually they do go down all the way but if you want to climb up you can't so you know when I, I it's weird like you it stops at the third floor and it locks you out so you can't I'm like I feel like maybe somebody should know this <laughs>
0: So even with a key or yeah. a pass, ca- like card or anything, you can't get back in. No,
2: not. I mean, you can get from the first to the third, but then you can't get out on the third floor. So,
0: yeah. So we're lucky you were able to fi- that we're talking to you right now because you could still be in a stairwell. I, I
2: could. Nobody would. I, mean, know. I can get out. I can always get out on the first floor. So you can <laughs> always. It's like the. It's the opposite of the Roach Motel. You can get out, but you can't get back in. Wait, you can still get in right. and get up to the third floor. Yeah. But you know what's that's so interesting? interesting, like a couple weeks ago, the uh, elevator at my parking garage got stuck in between floors, like as I was there and I pushed the button. It could have been me. I pushed the button and the light went off and the door never opened. And I'm like, well, that's really odd. So I did it again. It's still nothing. And I came back from- Was somebody on it? Yeah. Yeah. I ran to Forehands to, um, you know, get some supply of hand sanitizer and provisions. <laughs> mm-hmm. Weird, right, I, right. I can't remember when I picked up that trip, but- on the way back, yeah, the fire department was there and the, you know, the parking attendant was like, yeah, there's somebody stuck (sighs) between the second and third floor.
1: Oh my God. So the other day when I was loading stuff into the on God for the meeting, I did get stuck in the elevator for a little bit and it was with uh, the general manager who, you know, like I didn't know her, you know, and she's lovely and everything, but still like in this time of hypersensitivity, we are stuck in an elevator together and it just, it got confused and it stopped working. And I was just like, oh my God, <laughs> and <this is> germs <laughs> <laughs> freezing. you. Were you in one corner and she was in the other corner? Definitely.
0: <laughs> but definitely. your faith is in the corner, like bad children, <laughs> not even like, we don't want to talk to each other, like face each other. Oh so, my God.
1: Uh, <laughs> but it was an interesting experience because I've always kind of Like, you know, you see the movies and the stuff with people getting stuck in elevators and the people who panic and the people who don't. And I've always just thought I would handle a situation like that pretty coolly. No. No. And you're making it here. I, I, I wasn't, like, having a panic attack or anything, but I was definitely not cool. I was like, oh, my God. (laughs) Did you
0: have to wait long before it it resumes no no we
1: did it we didn't um it was she had gotten in fact there was some elevator guy there already doing maintenance on the elevators and i think the problem was is that we got on one that was under maintenance (laughs) so okay so it, it was resolved fairly quickly but still just like that that moment of of uncertainty you know like how long are we going to be here? You know, and all of that, that I think is what's terrifying, you know? And, and again, like, that yeah. She's breathing so loud. She's using up all the oxygen
0: in here. <laughs> Am I how, like, how long do I let her live before I take her out so I can keep my oxygen, right? You went to the Lord of the Flies.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh God, it was, yeah. It was in- interesting to realize that, you know, I was thankful it was resolved as quickly as it was. Let's just put it that way.
0: (laughs) Well, I know that we are coming up on a a, a complete quarantine, Corona times crisis with the number of women that are going to find themselves as brunettes and no longer blonde, myself included. Okay.
1: I'm going to take my hat off for this because I have put this hat on for this recording to save our viewers who are watching But I have a good inch of growth at this point, and because I am now officially over a month, I'm like five weeks past due, and now it's going to be another five weeks. And I know, like hair is, yeah, it's (laughs) indefinite, right? But here's been the surprise. So I've I've always been a brunette, like you know, I've always been a brunette.
0: Well, I've only known you as a blonde, Uh,
1: right? but like my real color I'm I'm a brunette. What's been interesting to see cuz I've been I you know I, I went like during my divorce age, I went back to brunette for like a year. It was my dark phase. And I um you know, I thought it was fun. Like I'll do it before grays come in and, you know, let's just do it. And I realized that life just didn't work for me as a brunette. And a part of it, it's probably just because I was going through a divorce and just things are tough. But so I went back to platinum and I've been, you know, I've been platinum most of my adult life and um, certainly in the last eight years. So it's been eight years since I've really seen my hair color my hair is almost black now. Yeah. Yeah. Like it used to be brunette. No, it's straight up black, which is really interesting.
0: Look how dark that hair is. Yeah. And that is, that's just, um, five, six weeks growth. Wow. Out. Yeah. Yours is
1: dark as well.
0: Mine is very dark. And I was, you know, I was a toehead when I was younger and, um, you know, blonde hair. And my hair started to change after I had my first child 25 years ago. And it never went back to like a pretty blonde at all. And, um, did chemo change the hair? So, yep. Yeah, so chemo, I, my hair thinned out now, granted, I was still coloring it during the time, highlighting it and stuff like that. And I lost hair, right? I lost, so my hair yeah. thinned out, but when it grew back, um, it grew back, uh, black and curly, so it looked like I had pubic <laughs> hair on my head, uh, and I was like, "Well, look at that! Yeah, you know that's different. Okay, I guess I'll I guess I'll be curly now because I have straight. I am like you know straight as a board hair. Me um, too. Yeah, I, I permed it when I was in you know high school, um, some early college. I mean, I don't have the the luxury of the curls like Denise has, and um, so I was like, "Oh, finally, I'll get some curl," and that lasted three months. And then it went back to straight straight as a board hair. And um, so, I mean, I didn't have any more pubic hair on my face. (laughs)
1: On your Um, face? On my face. face. (laughs) On my head. You're right. You're right. So,
0: That'll be a, That's good, a different be a story.
1: It's us another story. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's been a long time since I've had any of that in my face either. Um, uh, <laughs> but uh, and it's going to be a little while longer. <laughs> it's going to be a lot longer. Yeah, um, but you know what? It's all about acceptance, and I'm trying to trying to accept a few things. And one is, well, you know, if you're going to go, if you're going to test out your natural hair color, this is the kind of time to do it because you're not seeing anybody, right? Yeah. No one's no one's going to be like, oh, you've got dark hair, Michelle. And my hair is short, so it's going to grow out. And I'm going to just, I'll be transforming every week. I'll look different on our hair yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. I mean, because, you know, do you go see her? Do you, do you have, you know, do you like, please, please, please cut my hair? I mean, why would you want to put that person in, um, in jeopardy? Right.
1: Well, and legally, so I, I mean, like right now they can't blonde. do it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a non-essential business. So now if they sold alcohol and cut hair, they might be able to do it. <laughs>
2: There's a business model yeah.
1: <laughs> and, right. and, and, and ladies <laughs> dressed up in pla- and plastic. Yeah, right,
0: yeah. right. Yeah.
1: yeah, sell toilet paper, alcohol, and cut hair, <laughs> and
2: Clorox or cleaning supplies, Lysol, something like that.
1: Right. Which I still cannot find toilet paper. We haven't been able to find toilet paper for three weeks. Have you well, ladies, just ladies found- have it set success? Uh,
0: William just found uh, a package at Walgreens and um, mm. they had it. They didn't even have it on the shelves. They had it right out there in the front. It was like limit one package per customer. So that's 10 rolls. That, that'll be really be fine. Um, well, that'll keep us for a while. But I did, I you know, we are listeners. Um, you know, there's ways to to make that toilet paper last longer if you are having difficulty and this was this was suggested to me so I'm going to pass it on to you guys is to keep like a little water bottle at the at the toilet so almost like you're giving yourself a douche if, in a way sure after every time you pee and then yeah. you just use a towel to dry off and then oh, yeah. that will help cut down on cuz women are the ones that use the most toilet paper right yeah you know so if you if you're like oh I only have like a few rolls or two rolls or one roll and I can't find any cuz that's stressful too like right? you're like then none, none um you go on Amazon you know not available till May 15th well, June that's not gonna or whatever be, you know yeah uh you know you're like Costco uh you know th- things like that so um but that's something to think about you know ways to to just extend it, you know? Um, I
1: am officially purchasing one of those toilet seats that be, can can be a bidet.
0: I have one um, that I bought oh, a long do. time ago. But I just haven't installed it because I – but now, you know, I'm going to, you know, y- go to the YouTube video and, like, it's the it's connecting the water line yeah. to it, you know?
1: It's just going to take – you know, I've got time. I can yeah. figure it out. Yeah. I've <laughs> always loved the whole bidet thing, so I figure – this is a good excuse. And, you know, we were talking about it, and my, my partner was like, Oh, they're kind of expensive. And I was like, Toilet paper is expensive. Like, buy three packs or four packs of this stuff, and it's paid for. <laughs> and mm-hmm. that's it. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's going to be my quarantine investment. The bidet is not that expensive. No, it's I not. Mean, yeah. It's, I mean, they it's can great. be depending on how it reaches well, you get. But Well,
0: right. I mean, but yeah. I would go for the $15 range. <laughs> Emily might be like wanting to have like a little more bells and whistles. I with want it. like a massage and heated water. <laughs> I want music to play. <laughs> and, and some flattering comments. Right. Yeah. Oh, you're looking nice today. You're right. great. Oh.
1: And it's going to feel great too. <laughs> yeah. I'd tap
0: that if I could. You know, that kind of stuff, you know. You're awfully sexy. <laughs> yeah. Back that ass up. Back that ass up. Please
1: sit on me. <laughs> that was that was a good, healthy flow. <laughs> as long as it doesn't do that. Hey, beep, beep, beep. <laughs> oh. Please come back again. (laughs) It was my pleasure
0: to service you. Yeah, it'll be perfect. Get your affirmations while you're peeing. You know, you are beautiful. You are kind. You are important. Yeah, gosh darn it, you are enough. People like you. Yeah, or at least they used to when you were blonde, and there's nothing we can do about it now. <laughs> They'll like you again oh. after the quarantine times. Oh man, gosh! Well, ladies, this was uh, yeah.
1: yeah, this is good. Thanks for uh, you know chatting with me. Absolutely, yeah, it was great to catch up, and definitely my my spirits have been lifted.
0: Yeah. And I think we have a really cool, I I know we have a really cool thing to tell our listeners about coming up for our time of the month on Wednesday, April 29th, Mm -hmm.
1: 2020,
0: for those who might listen to this next year. (laughs) But uh, Wednesday, (laughs) April 29th will be our time of the month show, which we do a live show once a month. And uh, we have a special guest, Dana Powell. She Mm -hmm. was um, in episode eight I believe originally and you know, it's season one and she's an actress in Hollywood and she is going to join us Um, all, yeah. the, way from, all the way from California that's right and uh, we're gonna chit chat and talk about yeah
1: it D- Dana's just wonderful you know it, she, and for fun. those of you who don't Know her name, you will definitely recognize her. She's she's uh, was a regular on Modern Family. She was also on The Good Life, um, you know, and she she's just. Uh, I met her on another uh, show that was uh, recently released called Remotely Working. And, um, yeah, we had such a great time with her talking on the first show and we've all stayed in touch since that first recording. And she has a wonderful podcast as well, um, called rants and raves. And so she, she is going to be joining us as well as her co-host, which I'm really looking forward to getting a chance to to meet her. And talk to um, Jessica. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So That'll be
0: great. It'll be a lot yeah. of fun. So, you know, it'll be Wednesday, eight, uh, April 29th.
1: Um, yeah, it'll be, um, we'll, we'll be on Facebook, but we will also be capturing the audio for our podcast. So you can join us live on Facebook at that time or you know? And it'll be
0: released on YouTube afterwards. Um, Correct. It won't be live at that time, but uh, if you, you know, make make an appointment, I think we're going to do it 8 p.m. Uh, Central Time, St. Louis time, on Wednesday the 29th. So yeah. we look forward to seeing everybody there. And if you have questions that you want us to talk about or answer, or have a question for Dana, um, you know, just feel free to send us an email or catch us on our Insta. And our and our Facebook page, we're everywhere. Yeah,
1: absolutely,
0: yeah. And track us and down. thank you, thank you for liking our page. Uh, we're excited about all of the growth there, um, our Facebook page. And if you could. Could you go five star us and at, oh, at, um, on Apple Podcasts or anywhere you listen to your podcast? Right, right. Um, but even if you listen to it on Spotify, if you would go and, and five star us on Apple Podcasts, it's uh, just one of those uh, you know rating games we play. And you're not doing anything these days, so you might have a few extra minutes to do that for us. We'd really appreciate it.
1: So. Yeah, absolutely. So- absolutely. Lovely to see you oh. guys. Thanks for joining us today, and we look forward to the next conversation. Cheers, ladies! Cheers. Ching, 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 ching.